Welcome to The Expansive. If you've been on this journey with us for a while, it's wonderful to have you back. If you're new here, this is our weekly podcast where we explore topics like leadership, psychology, business, technology, and anything else that sparks our interest. Our real main aim and goal of the show is to expand your thinking in both your personal and business life. My name is John Sane. I'm a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, and a faculty member at Singularity University. And I've spent the last 10 years traveling around the world, sharing my ideas with organizations and governments. And I'm always joined by my co-host, Eric Kruger. He is an executive coach, an author, a speaker, and a very good friend of mine. He works closely with high-performing individuals and companies to help them unlock their potential and have a greater impact on the world. Eric, how are you doing there, brother? Hey, dude, I am really good. Uh, really excited for us to be speaking about uh, the topic that we'll be covering today. It's a topic that we both love that's uh, near and dear to our heart. But yeah, everything's going well. I'm on stage tonight. I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, how are you? I'm really, really well. I've just come back from two hours of crypto training with Run and his team. My brain hurts, but I'm getting there slowly but surely. And this is <laughs> going to be feeding into our topic that we're going to be chatting. But let me just keep going. If you enjoy this episode, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This goes a long way in helping us reach more people just like you. We release new content every week. So hit subscribe and give us a follow on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And we'll make sure to update you as soon as the new episodes drop. The topic of today, as Eric has mentioned a little bit earlier, is very close to both our hearts and very much part and parcel of our careers, in fact. It's all about mm. learning and why it's so important for us to continuously learn and why it's necessary for our brains to hurt when we're learning, because that really tells us that we're learning in the right way. But before we get stuck mm. into that topic, Eric, What's been happening on the news and what stories have you been tracking? Well, you know, um, tonight I'm delivering my first keynote in person to a big audience. Uh, I've, I've uh, had a few like live uh, events pop up lately and they've been mainly facilitations. So like smaller teams, I think the biggest has been about 30. Tonight we, we well, I think we have capacity for 150 people. Hang on, so, was that on CNN? Where did you see that on the news? <laughs> <laughs> what topic? I'm getting there. <laughs> don't, don't you know? I it's sure all about, it's on all BBC. about the segue. It's all about I'm the sure segue. What do you mean? Uh, Eric Kruger <laughs> on a live stage tonight. Breaking news. Breaking news. That it's breaking it's definitely news. breaking news in my life. I can tell you yes. that. <laughs> yeah, it's so. a headline in your life. Obviously. <laughs> Sorry to break your flow so, there and your segue there, Eric. That's okay. That's okay. Um, any tips for being back on stage for the first time in front of a, a large crowd? Um, wear tracksuit pants like I did on my first one. You remember that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were in the audience. No, just look. I think, I think what, what, and I was watching the beginning of that <clears throat> talk I did at the Trist and I was very open and clear about being nervous. And I think that was mm. cool because it like settled us into the audience. And I was like, look, I'm nervous just like everybody else. It's like almost like the first time again and, uh, great to be here. You know, so I think that authenticity is key. And the audience also yeah. most probably are having one of their first experiences in live as well. So the topic that I'm speaking about tonight is adaptability and mm. the, uh, the bit of news that just, it, uh, I saw it again and it's like, it's been coming up in the research quite a bit. It's just the fact that the World Economic Forum is saying that by 2025 and like listen that's around the corner mm. by 2025 half 
50% of the global workforce will need to retool, reskill, and mm. it's it's frightening. Yeah. Dude, it's frightening. And I mean, now that you are like um, hectically engaged in Web3 as well, like mm. you can see what a jump it is to go from doing one thing to doing things that are totally different, how mm. much effort that requires. And to think that we need to reskill in the next three years, essentially, um, that's quite, it's hectic, man. Like, I, I don't think people are quite grasping what is happening and the acceleration I, that we'll experience pretty soon. Yeah, look, I mean, yesterday, somebody, Marie Gray, I don't know if she sent it to you. She's both an agent for you and I, and we're big fans of Marie. Hi, Marie, if you're listening. Um, she sent me a video of a lady uh, with a HoloLens, and uh, she's a speaker. And what she brought about was a version of her that was beamed onto the stage that was giving a talk in Japanese. Mm. And she doesn't speak mm. Japanese. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So if you think about it, and then there's that other website where you can put just a line in a heading and then it writes a whole article for you, a very uh, an original article called hyperwrite.ai, mm. I think it's called. That's one of them. There's many of them. It shows us that speaking and authors are very, very disruptable, and this is our career. And so what we have to realize is that it's not just the obvious things that are going to be uh, taken, like truck drivers or till mm. people or you know burger flippers or baristas, which all of these are becoming automatable. And let's just, let me just stop quickly and just, can we explain quickly what automation actually means? And what automation really is, is the heart of it is the ability for data points to be picked up by machine learning and AI. What machine learning and AI does very, very well is look for patterns. And once it understands these patterns, it can repeat these mm. patterns like an absolute superstar. Now, the AI that we're at right now, the level of intelligence that we have right now is very, very basic. In other words, if a very intelligent toaster knows exactly how to toast bread. That's all it knows how to do. And if a very intelligent car can drive, it can only drive. It can't cross. And so we're not at the point where one machine can do many things. It's just one machine can do one thing. And so mm. we have to realize is that this automation, that even though it's pretty much as a, at a rudimentary level, because eventually it will be able to do many things, but for the moment, even in its rudimentary level right now, we'll be disrupting every single job and every single business in one way or another. Some all the way, like a till person or a driver, and maybe as a doctor, 50% of the way. As a lawyer, mm. 70% of the way. And, now, and these are arbitrary percentages. I'm just using mm. them. But if you think about a conference organizer that wants to have a talk from a black male that speaks Chinese and they can't find somebody like that, they're just going to holo lens the person, create mm. them, tell them what they need to speak about, and then bring that person into the conference. So, you know, we mustn't always think there's just the obvious things. That's pretty much every single point is going to be. So yeah. I love that stat. Uh, tell us more, a little bit more about your talk and uh, what other stats have you got in there? Well, I think the biggest thing that I'm, I'm trying to land for people in the talk is that we often think of adaptability as a passive trait that some people have and some people don't. And mm. uh, in that passiveness, we just react to what's happening, you know, uh, without real intention behind it. Whereas what I'm trying to get people to think about is adaptability as a skill. 
because a challenge that we have, both of us, is that when we speak about the future, just like we like you've done now, like a great explanation of how people need to be thinking about automation and it interrupting their work or disrupting their work, most people are going to tune that out. They're going to go, yeah. wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, they're like, they're not going to really care, yeah. right? And, and I think that's a, a difficult intersection for us to manage because what we are trying to do is catalyze you into taking action, catalyze mm. you into learning. And I think when we can view adaptability as a skill, the, the powerful part of that is that we can appeal to you today. That like it's in your best interest today to be adaptable mm. because mm. it means that you can uh, run your business model, you can be profitable, you can be the best you that you can be. But also when you do this and you are honing the skill, over time when these big disruptions come, at least you know how to use adaptability in that moment, in that instance. Okay, so I just want to zoom out quickly here, which is so funny. You know, I'm speaking for the Luries tomorrow, and if people out of South Africa don't know, the Luries are the advertising awards that happen once a year. I am doing a talk tomorrow called Purposeful Futures, How to Make Purpose a Skill. <laughs> That's mm. so funny. You've got adaptability <laughs> as a skill. I've got purpose as a skill. We've used pretty much the exact same terms. And you don't know about this talk, and I don't know anything about your talk. It's the first time hearing of it. How crazy is that? But, 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 but here, here's the solution for me. Here's the solution. The solution is to find your purpose because your purpose can't be disrupted, can't be automated, can't be brought more efficiencies to it. And so what is the end result of your talk? Like, what do people leave away with maybe one or two tips? And then I'll come back to my talk and, and lead people with one or two things from there. Well, I, I mean, we'll we'll talk about learning in just a moment. And that's obviously like a, a really important part is like, I created this little model that I speak about in the talk. And I said that there are three components to adaptability. That the first part is your attitude, your willingness to change, your willingness to explore the unknown. Yeah. The second part is learning at a very effective level uh, because as we know by now and we'll speak about this people engage in a lot of pseudo learning and that's a, a massive problem mm. because what ends up happening is that you think you've learned but you haven't you think you've mm. adapted but you haven't mm. and then the third part of this is obviously the execution part of it that how you explore and what you've learned needs to converge into mm. you taking action mm. and and ultimately like when you look at it like that if we have this little model, you know, and they overlap, think of it as a Venn diagram, the three different circles, then if you have a failure in your attitude, so in your willingness to explore, yeah, what yeah. it means is that you are learning a lot of new things and you are executing, so you're an early adopter, but you don't necessarily have the skill mm. to move into these new areas. So you might mm. fail and you might be totally disrupted, mm. right? Mm. If you have a failure in learning, it means that you have this willingness to explore and you are moving into, or you're taking action, but like it's undirected, like mm. what are you trying to accomplish here? Mm. Mm. And then if you have a failure in execution, what it means is that you are, uh, you have openness to learning, you are learning new things, but you're not taking action. So you're just pseudo learning. Mm. So you need all three of these components to come together if you want to be a highly adaptable individual. I like it. AQ. I was speaking about uh, yeah. IQ, moving to EQ to AQ many years ago. I, I learned it from Singularity University. So Wonderful to know that you're also uh, exploring it and, and helping people understand it. Um, what would you suggest? Uh, what have you done to learn new things 
like how do you go about it? Maybe that's a bit of a question. How do you go about being that sort of adaptable? Because look, my friend, you are not an adaptable guy. I know you. You're a very traditional <laughs> guy. Um, and I also know this about your personality, you know? And so how have you gone about dealing with adaptability? Because you're not a natural adapter, you know? Um, so how, how would you go about it? Well, I don't know. I would I would argue the point because I think having gone from like physio to starting better man to speaking on stages for organizations across the world has required a very high level of adaptability. That's, yes. That would be my take on it. Yeah, but we're not and talking about I your think... history of your life. We're talking about right now, because I can tell you, well, look, right now, coming from a student, becoming a restaurant owner, and then a retail, yes, I know, throughout my life I've been adaptable, but I'm talking about right now, because yeah. I think right now is the crux of it, you know? I'm not, mm. I'm not discounting and discrediting the fact that you've done all of that. That's awesome. But I'm saying, like, this is really a tough time. It's like, it's like we're mm. in the fire right now. You know what I mean? So, like, where, where's your head yeah. at around that? So, I, I guess the, the area that I've been exploring the most recently has been around NFTs. And, mm. you know, I, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast before, but um, I devised this little test for myself called the What the Hell Test. Did I, did I talk about this? No. So, but I don't often listen to you when you're talking anyway. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a no, monologue. Like we, yeah, I do a well, bit of a monologue. Yeah. You do a bit of a monologue. Well, are you still on the um, air? Hello? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> okay. no, so, so with the what to hell test, it's like it's when you look at the future and you look at these things that are happening around you and you go, what the hell? I just, I don't get it. And then you just move on with your ah, life. Ah, got it, got it. Yes. Right? And yes. the unknown tends to elicit that reaction for us. <laughs> Big time. And so, time. yeah, I remember that when I saw Beeple like selling his NFT mm. for $69 million. Mm. And then a few months later, we had this Ether Rock selling for $1.3 million. I was just like, what the what hell is, is going on here? I just <laughs> yeah. don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I realized that what that has become is a bit of a, a litmus test that whenever I fail that, whenever I go, what the hell? And I don't yes. go deeper into it, I yes. failed it. Yes. And so... Yeah, so I, I mean, I went and I bought an NFT. Like that was like, I wanted to, to understand the process of it. Yeah. But in doing that, you know, you learn a hell of a lot. Like now, if you speak to me about, like back then, you would have said, what's an NFT? I would have said to you, this is this thing like this people guy sold. Now, if you say to me, let's speak about NFTs, I can tell you about gas fees and about mm. gas wars and Discord mm. service and NFT communities and some of the utility that's starting to emerge behind it. Why? Because I was doing the thing. You know, I wasn't learning Acting by reading. It. Yes, yes, yes. I was yes. reading by doing the thing. And yes, that's why I yes. wanted specifically to buy an NFT, not just read about how to buy it. I wanted to mm. do the process. Mm. Um, so that's been a, that's been a, a big area for me of improvement, yeah. I think, um, yeah. or, or looking to the unknown. Obviously, I know for you, that's been Bitcoin has been or crypto just in general has been the, that equivalent for you. Yeah, so look, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about my learning journey as well. And, but I think the thing we have to realize is that learning new things is very important and I get that. And I think it's important to do that. But, you know, I speak about this in some of my talks is that, you know, in agricultural times, the most important thing we could have were our muscles, our body, the physicality that we had was key. Then mm. in the industrial times, machines took over that physicality and our intelligence became the most important thing. And as we transition into this new quantum digital world, the thinking will be taken away from us. Just like the machinery took away the need for power and brawn, 
the intelligence is what we educated on. Now, AI and blockchain and all these things, data, are taking away the intelligence away from us. So we don't have to be competing in intelligence because we can't win, just like factories are much better as humans at building things. And so what we have to realize is that we have to not just learn new things, but actually learn new ways to make decisions. It's a, it's almost like mm. this intuition, this purpose that I'm talking about is a new skill set that was never, ever celebrated, taught, educated in any way to any of us. Because where would they do it? Because at school, we were never asked to be wiser. We were asked to be more knowledgeable. We were never asked to imagine. We were asked to be logical. We were never asked mm. to be, you know, thinking about things in new ways. We were told to follow a process. And so it's not just about learning within the existing structure. It's actually jumping out of the structure and saying, well, if all of the level of intelligence and logical thinking will be taken away like the factories took away my need for my muscles, we don't train now because we want to feed ourselves we train because we want to look good on the beach and mm. it, and, and and the future will require us to be more intuitive than intelligent more wise than knowledgeable and so what is intuition and, and what is this sort of idea around purpose and it's for me it's made up of sort of heart-based decision making and the reason we don't really use our hearts in any decision making process because we can't trust our hearts because our hearts are sore carry trauma and we can't always trust the decisions we make made from an emotional state when our emotional state is not in a good space, right? So what do we do? We override our hearts with our brains and our logical thinking and then make decisions that we hope for absolute perfect outcomes, which is an impossibility in a world that's got no uh, sort of certainty ahead of us. So I've made four things that make up purpose in the talk that I'm giving tomorrow. And the first one is wisdom. And wisdom is practice knowledge, which is one way to describe wisdom, but also another way, which is Alan Watts's way. He says the knowledgeable man has to learn something new every day. The wise man has to unlearn something new every day. Joe Dispenza says wisdom is memories with no triggers. It's almost like having a clean slate where you're not mm. triggered by anything. That's wisdom. And that makes up a quarter of purpose. The second part is curiosity, making decisions with the heart based on excitement and fascination. We know this. This is a big, big topic. The third one is intuition, which is really a combination of wisdom and curiosity in many ways, because you get the sixth sense of trusting that emotional state of not trusting somebody or having a good sense about somebody. That's kind of something some people have much more intuition uh, with them and some people have less. Like most, a lot of people had greater in levels of intelligence and some people had less. Intuition is pretty much the same thing. But at school, you had to increase your intelligence. Now what we need to do is increase our intuition. And the last one is the ability to reimagine. And we've not ever been given the opportunity to imagine possibilities and to be embodied into our future selves in any way. And so when we mm. combine wisdom, curiosity, intuition, and imagination, we come up with our purpose because our purpose now allows us to let go of the past, make decisions with our hearts, create a sixth sense out of it, and reimagine the future possibilities. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. I was kind of thinking that when you were talking about purpose, that it might involve which I didn't really hear you explicitly talk about, is this idea of starting with why. Well, if you come back to why is hot, it's the, it's the deeper... Okay. I also don't want to use any terms that everybody else is... Like, it's like, yeah, I start with why. It's like, yeah, we all know, but nobody really knows exactly. what that means. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Okay, okay. No, I just want to check because, yeah, no, I like that. Okay, and then as far as my uh, learning is concerned, I have made a commitment uh, to myself to firstly lose weight. <laughs> so I've done many things to lose weight. I've got a personal trainer. I've changed my diet. Da, da, da. You know, summer's around the corner. Uh, winter, uh, Cape Town is great for eating cake. And boy, was I mm. champion at doing that. But uh, since my travels to Italy and Dubai, I realized I was getting a bit podgy. So I made a mm. commitment to myself, besides working out with my personal trainers, to do two hours of walking every day and also to then educate myself in those two hours. So I have been my neighbor's dog that I walk in the morning and in the afternoon, and I'm doing lectures, everything from psychology to aliens landing on Earth, which I believe is happening anytime soon. But that's a whole other podcast on its own. And then also uh, crypto. And so what's happened and which is so amazing is that I put this intention out really to get better at crypto and to understand crypto. And my friend, Sean McKenna, if you're listening, hello, brother. Sean McKenna said to me something amazing because he's, we also, we, we're doing it together with my other friend, Paul. And I was saying to him, man, this is so complicated. It's like, I just, everything's new. Huh? And there's so many different ledgers and coins and blockchains. Mm. And he says, that is the reason that not many people are involved. That's why it's a barrier to entry. And so if you can get over the hurdle, the intimidation of those new languages or those new ways of thinking about money in decentralized ways, you have got a 10 step or 10 steps ahead of everybody else. So mm. keep going and actually engage with the information with a mindset that this is what's putting me ahead. So that's why other people aren't doing it because it is flippant confusing because it's a brand new language. So my learning has been focused 100% linked to walking and exercise. And I'm finding that space when I'm on the promenade walking, just such a rich experience because I'm continuously um, learning new things, hurting my brain a little bit, then re-listening to them. And now I've started going to crypto run. My friend run has got a who's become a huge flippant success and a huge star mm. in the world of crypto. And I was at his offices now for two hours and I've become really good friends with the guys who are running his school. So they were sitting with me, explaining me things. And so after 90 minutes, I, I literally said to them, I said, guys, can we just stop? Because I'm actually, I have my capacity to reach. So they're like, no worries. We understand exactly what you're saying. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, so that, that's been my learning journey uh, over the last sort of uh, three months or so. But listen, I, I think it, it catches something very important. Um, which is what I also saw when I went through the, the process of buying NFT, which is that what you get as a reward is the fact that you you might get rich, right? You, you, you are diversifying your portfolio. You are learning this new skill. But the meta reward here is that you get better at dealing with difficult things mm. and that when you can deal with difficult things, you can apply that again into the future as much as you need to because you know you can do it. And I think that's often the greatest reward that we get is like, Yes, like actually, I can do this, like uh, because I've done it before. Yeah, it's enjoying the challenge. It's welcoming the challenge. Mm. It's seeking discomfort. And yeah. uh, that's actually the last slide of my talk tomorrow and the one you saw at, at, at the Trist as well. It's seek discomfort and mm. become comfortable in the discomfort. And this is the time not to seek comfort, not to seek convenience, not to seek absolute outcomes, but truly to seek discomfort. And that's very tough, man. It goes against everything our brain tells us to do, right? Because we're always trying to conserve yeah, sure. energy. And so learning is difficult. And remember, and I think this is for everybody, you know, and 
don't get caught up in a false sense of security because you think your industry, your job, your business is safe. Nothing safe. Nothing. <laughs> Zero is safe at the moment. Mm. And so the, the 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 time to explore other fascinations. You know, I've never been into finance or into financial markets. I mean, I really didn't understand them. It wasn't my thing. But guess what? It's becoming my thing. And mm. because I think it's necessary for me to have that fitness and that knowledge and wisdom around it. And to add on to that, I would also say, don't have the false security that you are learning, but you're not learning. Because that is, you know, we've become addicted to learning, mm. if you think about it. Mm. I mean, podcasts, books, audiobooks, Twitter threads, mm. Instagram posts, like everywhere, it feels like you're just learning all day long. Mm. But if I said you do, like, if you listen to all the Bitcoin podcasts in the world, and I sit you down and you can't go and buy crypto in like five minutes, you haven't learned a thing. Yeah. Like, so, until you've look, traded think, positively, you haven't learned a thing. I think that point you said about acting on what you're learning, I think is key. Key, 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 key. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, just theoretically doesn't actually do anything. Yeah. So, I mean, what would you think your future is now that you don't have a job as a speaker from 2022? Because now there's going to be a holo hologram of you being shipped yeah, around I the guess, world, speaking all languages. You're going to go back to modern. I guess, no, I just guess rich <laughs> wife and I'll play golf. And, oh, yeah, that's uh, right. On the, the pubs with, with the beach. I forgot you your know? wife's rich. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's about time, bro. It's about time you start to relax. You've worked hard, Eric. <laughs> I've worked hard, man. I'm, I'm 37. It's like yeah, it's, time it's to about retire. Way over. Yeah, it's the way over. Jeez. Way over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a hundred years just... ago, you'd be dead already. So you've made it. You've done well. You've done well. I would have been. Um, I would have been a grandfather and dead. As a side note, I'm. Uh, I've decided not to wear a suit tonight because, like you, I think I also need to lose a bit of weight first. It's, uh, it was. <laughs> it, it was hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll only confess it on the podcast. I'm not confessing really well. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, me too. Don't worry, man. It's such an embarrassing. Like, oh my God, I can't breathe. What am I doing with you? Why do you think I wore traction pants for that talk that you're watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Confessions no, on the expansive podcast. Yeah, the two tubby, the two tubby guys are talking about uh, their weight issues. Not just a girl yeah. issue. You know, we also rewrite the, the intro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So look, I mean, next week's show is going to be all about dieting and crypto, right? By, by the sounds of things, we'll change the word, uh, the, the intro next week. So uh, thanks so much, Eric. Cool, it's uh, been wonderful yeah. to record another podcast with you. Thanks Thank to you, for everybody, messaging us and for sending us uh, sort of gratitude for sharing this and for all our current and future clients that are listening. Thank you so much for listening. It's always wonderful to be connected to you. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, for you joining us on this episode today. Thanks for tuning in and giving us your time. I hope you'll take this information and apply it in your own life as soon as you leave here today. Remember, knowledge is power, but knowledge without action is kind of useless. If you have any feedback, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. You can also send us a DM on Facebook or on Instagram. And if you have any questions, you'd love to connect and we'd love to answer them for you. Until next week. Look after yourself. And once you've done that, make sure you look after somebody else. Ciao. Ciao.